Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized episodes of the Fit Design content you love and condense them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. On today's episode, we'll look at advice to promote cash flow for a fashion brand. It can be easy to fall into the trap of not focusing on your finances and more on the product and design early on in a business. But on this quick FitBite episode, we'll go over eight key pieces of advice to improve your cash flow and two major mistakes to avoid early on. Before we get into the core of the episode, let's discuss what cash flow is. Cash flow is the movement of cash or cash equivalents in and out of a business. It's essentially the flow or virtual movement of money. Being caught flat-footed where your balance of payments, so the payments coming in and the payments going out are not equal and they're skewed too far onto the side of payments going out is going to mean that you're not going to have enough cash on hand available to pay essential things like your salaries, production costs, marketing costs. This is how brands go bankrupt and this is how seemingly successful companies that are making large revenues can actually find themselves in horrible situations. So on this episode, I'm going to run you through eight pieces of advice that new brands and existing brands could follow to make sure that they're managing their cash flow efficiently and guaranteeing success long term. When it comes to the core mission of achieving a healthy cash flow, one that's going to guarantee success is you want to delay your payments or your outgoing payments for as long as possible. This can come in many different forms. It can come in actually reducing your costs. It could come in credit terms and it can come by simply downsizing some of your operations. But at the same time, it also has to do with receiving payments that are owed to you as soon as possible. So splitting or minimizing that gap between when you're paying and when you get paid. That's how you achieve a healthy cash flow and obviously making sure that your payments in are more than your payments out. When it comes to the specifics, number one is going to be look at your sampling habits. So as a designer or as a design team, it's very common to go into expensive rounds of sampling in the pursuit of that perfect sample. Sample costs can be minor when isolated, but they do add up and they add up fast. So try to avoid overspending on samples in the pursuit of which a perfect sample which you may never get to in the first place. Focus on the core fundamentals of your design and try to create a sample that's going to match them. Have realistic expectations and realize the goal is not to sample, the goal is to get a great product that you can deliver to your customer. Number two is to limit your expenses. As the saying goes, try not to get too fancy too soon. When you first start out, know where to spend and where to save. Those are pretty much the two key philosophies of healthy cash flow. And you as an owner, start off by trying to do everything that you can and minimizing hiring and outsourcing. You can't afford it at this point. It's important for two main reasons. Number one is you'll save the cash by doing things yourself. And number two, and most importantly, in my opinion, because you will want to hire eventually and quite quickly as your time becomes more valuable and as your operation scales. 
But when you first start off, you'll want to get your hands into a little bit of everything, whether it's accounting, admin, digital marketing, the design itself. Knowing a little bit about everything about your business is going to give you the tools you need to gauge how long things should take, how to structure your business for when you do outsource or when you do hire. When you can't afford it, then consider bringing in an accountant or bringing in a digital marketer or bringing in additional designers. Number three, ask credit from your suppliers. It's important to build a good credit with your suppliers by paying on time every time. The same time, try to focus on building good rapport with a local financial institution, whether it's your bank or a credit union, so that you can get approved for a loan for when you need it most. This is going to be key in terms of helping your cash flow. You'll take a loan out, which you'll use to pay for your production, and then you'll delay having to pay that loan out until after you've actually made your money back from that collection. You see, instead of paying beforehand, and then being out of money for the expenses that you incur between when you make your order for production and when you actually make your money back. Here, you're delaying this till after you've made your money back. Genius. Number four, consider using your credit card to pay your suppliers. If they do allow it, you can use your credit cards, which most people have access to, to pay your suppliers or other goods and services that you need for your business. This is going to give you around 30 days to pay back that amount. Do Be careful to not fall in the trap of overextending yourself because many banks will encourage that because they do make a tremendous amount of money and that's where they make a lot of their profit on the interest they charge. So it's important to make sure that you're paying on time every time and you're using these credits wisely. Number five, set clear and concise terms for your clients and customers to pay sooner. Whether that's by running pre-sales on your online store or by getting clients and buyers to purchase beforehand or on time or setting deadlines or due dates or even late fees for overpaid or overdue invoices, this is going to greatly help your company's cash flow. We'll do another video in the future with techniques on how to get paid sooner and how to generate cash flow sooner in the cycle of your collection. And number six, Consider selling equipment that you no longer use to generate extra cash and space for your business. I know it's easy as an entrepreneur to get attached to your equipment, especially since they are the extension of yourself that you use to create your designs, but do consider selling off these pieces. I know personally for us, we have a lot of computers that we no longer use and some iPads and tablets and pencils that we would be much better off to sell to generate some additional cash for the business. So consider doing so yourself and you'll always be able to find extra pieces that you no longer use that others would be extremely grateful and happy for. Number seven, when starting off, always, always separate your business and your personal bank account and finances. This is going to be essential, especially when starting off and you may not have that foresight in the future. It can seem manageable at first, and trust me, I know this firsthand, but over time, you're going to lose track of it. So set yourself up the right way from the get. It's important to keep a separate bank account and credit card for both your personal and your business entities. This is going to make your bookkeeping much easier and is going to ensure that you don't spend money that you don't have on personal things you don't need using money that is meant for the business operations always save a stash of cash for a rainy day. If your business is doing great now, make sure to set a little bit aside for the times 
where things may not be going as well. And it's bound to happen in the life cycle of any business, especially as you scale and expand. You always need to ensure that your business has enough working capital to keep up its operations and to meet its debts and its obligations to the business. Same time, make sure to keep around three months of working capital stashed, whether it's a overdraft account or a credit facility or even your personal funds. Having that additional cash on hand is going to be a lifesaver and you may not need it at the moment, but there may come a time where you're very thankful that you set yourself up the right way. We've addressed some pieces of advice that can help you to ensure great cash flow and that's all well and good. Well, what are some cash flow traps that you need to avoid? And there are two major ones that both have to do with scaling too fast. And number one is make sure to never overextend or to expand your company too fast in a way that is inorganic. Always focus on expansion that makes sense for your business and that is at the same pace of growth that one should have. Never expand too fast and always focus on quality control. This should be the primary piece one, two, three. So we've spoken about cash flow advice pieces that will help you to maintain great cash flow long term. What are some cash flow traps to avoid? They both have to do with expanding too fast. And number one is to make sure your growth is organic and that you're not expanding for the sake of expanding. Early on and when expanding, your quality control should be your primary focus. Making sure that your collections and the services that you offer your clients are up to the bar of the standards that you set your customers early on are going to be key to making sure that you're expanding organically and in a way that makes sense. Number two, taking on bigger orders may not bring you bigger profits. As you grow and as your name gets put out there more and more, you may be faced with opportunities or what seem like opportunities to take on bigger orders and you might feel or might assume that this is naturally going to make you more money. But it's important to take a step back from the allure of this larger order and clearly examine the terms of that order. What are the credit terms like? How are they paying? And ultimately, what are the margins that you're making? Are they lower than the industry average? Are they lower than what you're currently demanding? And making sure that this is a fair deal for you. It's important to accurately calculate when you may start generating a profit from the order instead of investing yourself into fulfilling that order and hoping and praying that you'll make the profit down the line because the order is so big. Well, that's a wrap, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Fitbite on how to improve and manage cash flow as a fashion brand. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a rating below. It really does help us out to know how we did and what we can improve on. And until next episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitbite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.